it's what Monday, two thirty, actually two forty nine. Just got off work. Um, we're gonna make it smooth today. Got E on the line with me. Talk about some of these yeah. moves in the NBA. What's going on, bro? So that's, that's what we're going to talk about today, episode 31. Um, like I said, by COVID going on and they had the little bubble go all the way through October, the NBA was trying to push for the season to start in December. At the time, some of the players had pushed back on it. But I think the league said that uh, if they waited until January, they would lose, what, like a billion dollars or something like that? Yeah. So... Once they got to talking numbers and the players finally realized that, all right, if we hold out, then we taking food off our own plates on, later on down the road. So the NBA agreed to start on December the 22nd. So free agency actually began this morning. Teams can actually start making trades. And then the draft is what, Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. The draft is Wednesday. And then teams can start signing free agents on Friday. So this is going to be a crazy week for NBA. And it kicked off with Chris Paul <laughs> being sent to Phoenix. Like you said, it's a good move. It helps Booker pair up with somebody that he can actually learn from. It's going to improve Booker's game a whole lot because now Chris Paul is going to find him and get him way easier shots than what he's been accustomed to taking. But then at the same time, it's like, I feel bad for Chris Paul, man. Like, is he one of the most disrespected point guards out there, man, or what? Like, what's going on? Hell yeah, he is. You know, Paul easily in the top five point guards that I, I'm not going to say. I'm, I'm going to say that I've seen play the game of basketball. I can't speak on anything past, really past 85, 85, 86. I can't speak on... You know, the Celtics point guard, Lakers, any any point guard, you know what I'm saying, past that time. He's easily top five point guard that I've seen because of the leadership. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he know how to find players, know how to get them involved. You know, the dude, he know how to win because I really don't think outside of him being with the Charlotte Hornets before they became the New Orleans Hornets and Pelicans, uh, he's missed the playoffs. I really can't think of a time where he hasn't even been in the playoffs since he's been in the league outside of the, the little stint when the, 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 the current team is the New Orleans Pelicans. They was the Charlotte Hornets for people that didn't know that. Uh, his, they little stint there, I think that was the only time he didn't make the playoffs. And I'm going to have to look that up, too. That's a good question, man, because I I remember with him and Tyson Chandler, that was a nice little combo, man. Yeah, yeah. They had Pedro Stoyakovich was on that team. 
David West came down there. Yeah, they they was nice when they changed their names when they went to New Orleans. They was the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, I remember that one year they gave uh they gave San Antonio uh, a fit. Uh, they gave the Lakers a fit uh, one year in the playoffs when Kobe dunked on uh, Mecca Okafor. Oh in the man! Playoffs that year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I just I replayed that in my that. mind just now. Yeah, I, I remember all that, bro. I definitely remember that, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like. We all know what Chris Paul brings to the table. And for anybody that truly understands the game of basketball, it's like he's everything that you would want in your point guard. Yes. And I think we done got caught up in we expect guards to be explosive and crossovers and dunk on people. That's not a real point guard. It ain't. We, what we used to seeing is your Westbrooks and your Steph Currys. We're used to the athleticism, the the the, the three point shots, the deep three point shots. You know, there there really ain't too many point guards in the league right now, currently, that's averaging over ten assists, ten assists, like it was. You had them guards back in the eighties and the nineties. You you take your John Stockers, your your Isaiah Thomases, your your Magic Johnsons, your. Um, uh, your, your Jason Kidd, you know what I'm saying? These are the Steve Nash. These are the guys that was going out, lacing them up every night, averaging over a die in assists, getting their, their players involved. In today's game, you don't see that. Cause like now with the point guard position, they, they more, the style of play is, is a two guard compared to a point. Exactly. If you, you, you think about it, your traditional point guard is not averaging no 30 points a game, bro. Right. And that, that goes all the way back to 96, in my opinion. Allen Iverson is my dog from day one. But I honestly feel like he he helped change that mode. And really, if you want to be honest, you can say Mike. Mike played point guard for the Bulls his, what, first year or two, didn't first he? First couple years, yeah. First couple years, yeah. So it's like. That's why in previous episodes I've said it's kind of like everybody blames, and I ain't gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna harp on his name on every episode, so I'm gonna apologize ahead of time. But a lot of people say LeBron ruined the game, but in my opinion, if you really want to be technical and put it under a microscope, you can go all the way back to Jordan because that's when it really started the change of your traditional roles. Because that was basically get a ball to Mike and move out of the way. Because hell, uh, Colin said that on one of his press interviews. We yeah. told everybody get a ball to Mike and move out the way. Yeah. And you know, and we're going to touch on this here in a minute. Because back in the 80s, you had team basketball. Yep. And that's where your Pistons, your Celtics, your Lakers, all of that came into play. But like I said, we'll touch on that here in a minute. But back to the little Chris Paul thing. And what I admire about Chris Paul is he plays at his own pace. Like most of today's guards, sometimes they can get out of control, high turnovers, trying to do too much. Or next thing you know, you pounding the ball in the ground, similar to Kyrie Irving. Or it's like, okay, Dame runs the point for Portland, but in reality, he's looking for his own shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Chris Paul is running the offense, facilitating, but when the game is on the line and it's time for him to strap up his, his big boy boots, he's ready to go in the trenches and he'll give you 20, 
25 easy. And that's what I admire about Chris Paul. And it's like for him going into what? This is his 16th season, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because he came a year after LeBron them came. So, yeah, this is – well, this will be year 17 then. It's, he's He's been in the league for a minute. So, either 16 or 17. Yeah. And for his name to be kind of passed around in the pot like that, like that's the part that I don't like. I don't, I don't like it. But hopefully – this move pans out for Phoenix because they definitely in desperate need of doing something before they mess around and lose Booker. I'm, I'm going to say this now because with that move, man, they definitely a playoff contender team, but I can see them maybe five or six. The only thing missing with them is, is, a, is a legitimate power forward. I think, I think it helps Booker out, but it's really going to ha- help out uh, Aiden as well. Oh, yeah. With the pick and roll game. Definitely. It's really going to help him out now. You know, them giving up Oubre, and, and, and I've seen somebody say, why are they sleeping on the young fella? Because Oubre's nice, but you got to give that piece up to get a crisp pop. you got to give it up. Yeah. Because they, they don't have nobody else on that team to even trade for a crisp pop. Because even if you don't add that piece to that, you're going to have to give up the, the players that they gave up, which is, you know, Nobody's real, and possibly two of your first round picks for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, uh, OKC loading up on picks. And shout out yeah. to my homie Sneed. Every now and then he listens to the podcast, so I'm sure he gonna listen to this one. I feel bad for you, brother. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It's going to be bad. And that's why I said, man, Sneed, I, I got your back, Sneed. Like, y'all lose KD. You lose Westbrook. No, to start time out. Start all the way from the beginning. You lost Harden first. Yeah. You lost Harden, lose KD, lose Westbrook, Paul George, Chris Paul. <laughs> man. Don't, don't forget about Ibaka. They lost Ibaka, too. Look, look, Ibaka, he's a champion I mean, now. Durant's I mean, a champion. He, he ain't no Definitely, and they was always in contention every year with that. With that, yeah. so I feel bad for you, man. I, I feel bad for I, you. I, I don't, and I'm tagging your name all day today. I'm on your bumper. <laughs> so you brought up Schroeder. So real quick, the rumors now is the next deal to go through is Schroeder to the Lakers, and that's supposed to be for Danny Green and. Uh, a pick from from this year's draft, right? Yeah, twenty eight. Pick number twenty eight. So before I give my opinion, I'm gonna give respect where it's due. You the real Laker. We we bonded now due to this championship. But 
I'm going to give you the respect that you deserve. So how you feel about that, man? Man, I'm 50-50 on it now just because of what we talked about yesterday, man. When I first seen it, I was like, man, that's a nice little piece, man. But then when you talk about the current players that's on the books, it's like it helps, but it don't help because he's one of those players that, yes, he needs the ball in his hands at all times. He ain't one of those players. He can create his own shot. Yes, I give him that. But he's not that slashing player or, you know what I'm saying, some of these guards that's in, the, in today's league, they do pick and pop. And, and, and he's not one of those guards that does, does that. And, and honestly, I, I hope that, you know, it do work. And I hope that him and LeBron and him and the other players don't clash because, you know, it, it'll, it'll mess up the chemistry that they got. But, you know, I think the move was good. I'm still 50-50 on it just because of the current players that's on the books with the, with the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we all know Rondo's not coming back. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, I hope. Somehow they can find the, the the some extra money to pay this man because of what he contributes with the Lakers, especially on this championship uh, team mm-hmm. that we uh, we just had. You know, I, I really hope that they don't let this man leave like that, man. Because you know, you can't place a, a Rajon Rondo, man. Dude, been in the league what? I, I think 12, 13 years, maybe 14, and, and he, he's been balling ever since he came to the league. Yeah, I don't think that Boston got that championship or, or, or is uh, even in contention if he wasn't on that team. And mind you, you know, he got drafted to the Phoenix Sun. He didn't get drafted to Boston. He got drafted to the Sun and got traded to the Celtics. Look, I don't even know that. Yeah, he got he got drafted to the Phoenix Suns, bro. Got traded to the Celtics. He uh, uh, uh I'm gonna tell you who was a part of that trade. Joe Johnson was a part of that trade. Okay. Yeah, Joe Johnson, because yeah, Joe Johnson ended up going to the uh, to the Phoenix Suns for a little bit. He was a part of that trade. Gotcha. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that and see it. And that's why I was telling you because I see a lot of reaction on social media, and people was excited. Everybody done threw Danny Green to the wolves. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I respect Danny Green because for him to be what, man, he was like a second round pick or something, wasn't he? Like late. Yeah. And for him, when he was in Cleveland with LeBron's first run, and he was just the the dance guy. You know what I'm saying? He was never took his warm-ups off. He was just sitting on the sidelines dancing every day. So for him to end up in San Antonio and contribute the way he did with Pop, he made a name for himself then. And then he went up right to Toronto, and the rest is history. It's just unfortunate that for somebody with his skill set, Father Time done damn near caught up to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just can't do what he what he was brought in to do, and that's shoot. Because yeah. at the end of the day, shooting requires a lot of leg strength. Plus, they asking him to defend and the way he was moving in that bubble, he could he can't do both. Right. He can't do both. So the Lakers did what they had to do, but it's like the reaction from social media is everybody's applauding it. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, Schroeder is nice, but he's one of those he's gotta have the ball in his hands to give you that production level. Like he ain't no come off the dribble guy. You know what I'm saying? Not not come off the dribble, but uh 
catch and shoot. LeBron's coming off the dribble and dishing out. He ain't a catch and shoot person. So in order for him to to give you what he done in OKC, a lot of times they gave the ball to him up top and everybody kind of cleared out, let him operate. Is the Lakers really going to allow him to do that? You know, is he only going to come in when LeBron is off the floor? Or is he going to be that third piece with the starting unit? I mean, it's kind of like you almost got to have him and LeBron not on the floor at the same time just because of what you said, man. He's one of those people that just got to have the ball in his hand. I think him and AD will probably work. That's that's if AD comes back. You know what I'm saying? Because we still don't know what the hell he's going to do. Hey, man, AD's coming back. He'd be stupid not to. Yeah, because I keep seeing all this stuff that he declined a $28.7 million a year contract. And we don't know what he's going to do. I keep saying this. He probably go to Chicago. And I'm looking at that. that. That's not a pick. I understand he's from Chicago. I get that. But you don't want to. This is what I hate about today's game. Because back then it was all about winning. Now, trust me, you play the game to get money. You know what I'm saying? The money, I've always said this. The money's always going to be there. If you're that type of player, that money's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? You play the game to win. That, that's that's how people continue to keep talking about these People still to this day still talk about Bill Russell now. And this motherfucker was winning, excuse my language, but he was winning back in the 50s and the 60s. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, you winning is what majority of us cares about. You know what I'm saying? That, that money's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and like you said, it'll be very dumb of him to you win a championship. And I, I trust me, young black man, get your money, man. I get it. But as like your legacy, man, that money don't mean nothing, man. I mean, hell, you just got paid 145 in New Orleans. Right. And see, and that, that's my thing. It's like that's that's the trend now in the league. And it's been like that, I'm going to say, since uh, they did the big three in Miami. It's like you sign a four-year deal with the, after the third year is the player option, which allows them to opt out and then renegotiate to get another big deal. Yeah. And if you pay attention, that's all LeBron been doing since he got to Miami. Sign a three- or four-year deal with the last year of player option. He opts out. And then he turns around and he's eligible for another max contract. So I think that's the only thing Davis is doing. He's opting out so that they can renegotiate and turn around and give him another max deal. But that's the part that's going to be tricky because of how they constructed the roster last year. And I think that's the part that people are not understanding. A large portion of that team was on one-year deals or two-year deals with a player option. So that's how you're in a position now to where you might lose Rondo. This is Rondo's second year. So he has the choice to opt out, in which he did. Now, the problem with that is, and like you just said, get your money, I guess. The objective is to get money, I guess. But for somebody this late in Rondo's career, for you to hold the Lakers hostage for more money, like, come on, bro. Like, you you came in and contributed, and you was a, a huge impact on 
on that playoff run, but I don't think you're in no position where you can demand money. KCP falls under that same category, too, because it's like you already was under the Lakers books for some stupid money when you came from Detroit. So right. if anything, you owe the Lakers a discount, man. Cause it's, it's like with Rondo, man. I know Rondo. Rondo from Louisville. I used to hoop against Rondo. Rondo, I'm 37. Rondo was like, I think Rondo got to be 34. He's either 33 or 34. You're not going to get no four-year deal, man, that's over $100 million. Because for one, your durability is no is not there. Because you you get hurt at least three times a year. That's true you know, too. I'm surprised he came back from the the, the broken hand and and how he broke his damn hand. You know what I'm saying? The, the boxing. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's gonna be interesting because Dwight Howard was on a one year. Rondo opted out. KCP opted out. Uh, Morris he can be a free agent. Uh, who else? Surely to God, they not bringing Dudley back. Um, trying to think. The only people that was in the books was LeBron, Caruso, Danny Green, and then Kuzma. This is his last year on the rookie deal. On the rookie contract, yeah. And even Kuzma talking about he want money. And I feel like it's unfortunate for him because I feel like he did lose a lot of money this year. With the upside that Kuzma was showing his first two years, and for him to finish out this year the way that he did, I feel like he took a hit. So he's trying to capitalize off of it while he can. And I don't, I don't blame him. But it's like yeah. the Lakers ain't got enough money to pay your superstars, their max deals, and then get a quality bench. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. And that's why I'm saying, what, like. What they're going to have to do is that is what they did down there in Miami, dude. And try to make it work, but you're gonna have to get a third piece for it to work for you to have players that's gonna come in at the minimum value and contribute to the team. So you, you, the Miami got away with because of the the play that you was getting from Wade and Bosh, and then you had Mario Chalmers in there. You know what I'm saying? Which was, you know, it was a hit and miss. You know what I'm saying? Some games he balled, some games, you know what I'm saying? LeBron was at his neck. Right, you know what I'm saying, and, they, and that's probably what the Lakers is gonna have to end up doing to compete next year because, the, you know, I'm down hard, but I said this during the season. Motherfuckers ain't understand. Golden State's gonna be back next year <laughs> and fully healthy, like fully healthy, like you had. Them, granted, I don't. I think it was a punk move what they did because of. Uh, Steph could have came back, but he sat the rest of the year out due, due to a broken hand, you know, uh, uh, a broken hand six to eight weeks max. You know what I'm saying? Clay, I can understand because the man tore his ACL, but he could have came back in February. But there's no purpose of playing when, you know, they used to playing, you know what I'm saying, after winning those championships, they used to contend it. So... Uh, uh, a piece of me is like, man, yeah, go ahead and shut it down for the year, man. Come back strong the year after. I don't respect what 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 uh, Curry did because he could have came back, right? And see, and that's that's the the whole politics of the league now. And I I get it. That's if that's how you're gonna play to stay relevant or whatever, then do what you got to do. But I honestly feel like. Until we see how this pans out for the rest of the week, I think 
that plan backfired on Golden State. Because yeah. if you really, really think about it, this draft class is watered all the way down. It's trash. Like, <laughs> flowing waterfall. Like, the thing is, and I can't wait to see where these players go at, because I'm not going to lie, I like Maxi from Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Whoever get him, that's a nice pick dude from Georgia. That guard, he's a nice pick. I really didn't see Memphis play. Uh, because that big man was supposed to be the number one pick until the mellow ball was, was out there torching motherfucker. But see, they said the big man dropped his his draft stock went way way down, so he may not even be top five. Oh wow! So that's what I'm saying. It's like COVID kind of hurt it because you really didn't have no. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't try yeah, out. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, really it, hurt. it hurt a whole lot. And after this, we'll move to the next little thing because I don't want to make it too long. But uh, at first, I thought the Lakers was gonna make a move for Maxi because Maxi been working out with LeBron, and uh, I done seen him a whole whole bunch. And I guess maybe that was for him to try to sign with with Clutch or whatever under Rich Paul. But I was saying to myself, I was like, well, maybe. The Lakers is trying to make some moves to get Maxi because that would be amazing. You got a young yeah. kid who ain't afraid of the moment, can score, and he's young enough to you can go out there and stick him on some of these younger guards. Mm-hmm. But based on how this draft is, Maxi might go high now. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like with Golden State, I feel like they just knew all along that they was going to tank to get a lottery pick. And then turn around and take that pick and trade it for another star. Yeah. But now nobody's interested in these picks because it ain't really no no pieces that just stand out for real. Because they got the number two pick, and it's like after because I really think Lamelo's gonna go one, and and after him, it's like it's up in the air. Right. Who can you take it to? Because you got because you got to think of what you need. Or it's, uh, we got the number two pick. Look, hey, you draft him, we'll trade you so-and-so for that. Or, you know what I'm saying, we'll, we, what, 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 make me a deal. Make me an offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it ain't like, yeah, what you said, go to state, don't have no leverage with that number two pick. Because that's all I kept on hearing all along the whole season was, was that that number two pick and Draymond Green was going to Milwaukee for Giannis. And and I think that that would have been dumb as hell to, to make that move because Giannis don't fit with them outside of maybe on a fast break. Because right. if you think about it, he still can't shoot. Uh, you know, his his play to the basket is, is decent, but it ain't dominant to where you got to go down there and double team. Because you think all his points he scored – He's basically slashing to the basket or a fast break point. Yeah, it ain't it ain't no half court basketball to where they set plays for this man to score. You know he he's getting buckets off of you know fast breaks and you know putbacks. He's definitely right about that. So real quick, I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on it because I don't even want to entertain the conversation. But the rumors of James Harden. To Brooklyn, <laughs> I 
I can't see anybody with a working brain that feels like that would be a great idea. If you if you twenty five and under, it's a great idea. If you twenty five and up with some sense, you know for a fact that that is by far the dumbest move that Brooklyn can even possibly make. And I and I posted the proposal trade. Uh, the, the 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 Nets is giving up like four players at the pick. Boston would be getting a lot out of that deal because they uh they the uh the third team. Uh, that's in the trade if it happens. And I know they was giving up Edwards. I think uh, uh, the, the 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 young dude that came out of Indiana. I can't think of his name. Langford. Uh, yeah, Langford. And then there was another pick. And then you know Brooklyn's getting the, the uh, James Harden. And you think about it, bro. Kyrie, KD, Harden. None of them niggas can play defense. <laughs> none, none of them. None, hey, come on, dude. They not playing no D, bro. And then you, and then you lose. Uh, 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 uh Allen, Jared Allen, your rim protector. Man, easy buckets to the rim all game, bro. Man, they not stopping nobody now. Offensively, yeah, but it's not enough shots, man. Because James Harden gonna need that. Because, because what are you gonna do? You gonna put James on the point and move Kyrie to the two? Because Kyrie's not your traditional point guard. He's not looking to go out there to get you eight assists a game. He's looking to give you 30 points a game. And you already know what KD brings to the table. He's going to want his shot. You know, James is going to shoot his 30 shot with with his 20-plus free throws. Like, it, it's not going to work, man. On paper, it, it looks great. On paper. I ain't even going to say on paper because in reality, like, if you really, really break down that Brooklyn team, Brooklyn has some nice pieces. And when Kyrie went down, Brooklyn was still able to hold their own. And if you I ask think me, they got better. That's why I got hurt, just like with Boston. And that's what I'm saying. It's like even if you watch Brooklyn in the bubble, Brooklyn put on some great games. Like they was out yeah. there competing. And even then, I was saying to myself, I'm like, well, when Kyrie and KD get back, it's going to be some trouble because Levert was out there balling, uh, Harris. And I'm like, man, if they figure that out, dog, Brooklyn going to be dangerous. But if you're talking about James Harden, you're going to have to give up all of that. Yeah, it, it, it'll be as stupid. It'll be as stupid as when fucking Charles Barkley went to the Houston Rockets. <laughs> And that's what no, I'm it saying. Don't, it don't make no sense, bro. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I and I I kind of see it a little bit because I'm like, all right, if they went out and got Nash, and maybe Nash is trying to incorporate Phoenix's old system, and they just gonna run and gun people, almost like open gym type setup. Then okay, I get it. But it's like come playoff time when it's actually strategic, that shit's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going right. to work at all. It ain't going to work because if it did, Nash will have that two or three championships right now. And that's why, dog, if you go back and look at some of my Facebook posts and stuff from last year, people was on that James Harden and Westbrook, man, that's going to be cold. Two MVPs. I'm like, bro, that's not going to work. People need to understand this, bro. And, and I'm going to use both the NFL and the NBA, man. You can have a prolific offense, man. I've only seen it happen one time 
where I'm using the NFL, for example. I've only seen one time in the NFL where, where that team, and they won the Super Bowl that year, and that team was number one in the offense. But they was like in the low, in the uh, high 20s in defense. But yet they still won the Super Bowl. And that was the Indianapolis coach with Peyton Manning. I've only seen it done one time. I've never seen it done in the NBA to where, you know, you basically out, I mean, you outscoring, yeah, but you got to have some sort of defense, man, that they can stop the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because these teams today, it's that where we, we went from in the 80s and 90s. The scores was in the, 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 the high 80s, low 90s. Wasn't nobody hitting 100? Right. And now you got teams that are hitting 120 on a nightly basis. Yeah, I think the league as a whole averaged over 100. Yeah. <laughs> Even the bad teams was putting up 100. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. What it's I'm like, saying, I, I get it. Times is changing. Uh, leagues are going more to what appeases the fans because at the end of the day, they're trying to sell tickets, sell uh, uh, merchandise, apparel, or whatever. So that's why you got now uh pass happy NFL. Yeah. You got a NBA league that where now it's it's more beneficial to the offensive player and that's how you got James Harden shooting 15 free throws a game and this and that. But it's like I don't I don't see the logic in how that works, but at the same time considering that they're a Eastern Conference team, they're going to be there regardless. You know what I'm saying like Yeah. They ain't gonna have I'm to go through this, no battle. I'm gonna say this out of the three because KD got the championship experience. He's the only one that's all about winning. I can't really necessarily say he's all, that patent. Kyrie don't want to win, even though he got that long championship with Cavaliers, and that's only because LeBron was there. But Kyrie and James Harden, they stat patterns. They only care about that. Yeah, I had this, this conversation with somebody just like with, with a, a, a Westbrook. He don't give a damn about winning. He only care about, you know, record books. Where am I going to end up, man, when, when my career is over with, with these stats? And for you to have that mind frame, and he's a hell of a talent, don't get me wrong, but for you to have that that mind frame, and you, it, it, it's, it's your career. You're getting paid to do what you love to do. But why why play if you're not, you're, you don't want to compete and play for a championship? Because at the end of the day, like I said, if you're a hell of a talent, bro, that money's going to be there. You're going to get your money. You'll, you'll get more when you contribute to the team if the team is winning. I, for one, would be damned if I spent my whole career 15-plus years in the league and I don't even smell a championship. You know what I mean? He had his opportunity, you know, with uh, OKC. They lost to the, to the Miami Heat, but... I'd be damned if I'm in the league, man, and 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 my thought process is damn. Like I, I know what I came here for, you know, to take care of my family. That's cool. I get that. You know what I'm saying? That's what you is a man. That's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's like, what's the purpose if your your goal is not to win? Yeah, I get it. So we'll see, man. We got for what the next two weeks? Because hell, training training camp starts December the first. That's yeah. why I, this is going to be a crazy year so I'm for the sure NBA. Not gonna do no games, uh, no, actually not because they said opening night is December the twenty second. Twenty second. They really, they honestly, well, now because they did that one, that one year they did it. They the opening night was on Christmas. I remember actually because we lost to the Bulls. 
So uh, Derrick Rose did that down floater. Uh, <laughs> they they had a lockout, and they uh started the season on the twenty fifth. I, I remember that year we lost the Bulls that year. So it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I feel like it's it's rushed because you're throwing in the draft, you're throwing in free agency. And now it's just going to be a bunch of teams scrambling, trying to make moves, and you don't even know if they fit. You're not really going to have a, a legit training camp or, like we just said, a preseason to make it all work, and you're just going to throw all these teams into the fire. Yeah, man. So, a lot of players are going to be sluggish, man. I hope it don't end up like how the NFL is right now. Look, we're going to knock on some wood right now. If that, right. So we'll see. But anyways, this is where my I respectfully disagree is going to come into play, and it ain't even going to be about our conversation. That's why I said today's today's podcast is a little bit different because we just talking. But my I respectfully disagree comes in with what happened on Shannon Sharp's little podcast. With him and Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas made the statement of Michael Jordan was not his competition. He considered Kareem, Magic, Larry Bird, and Dr. J as his competition. And Jordan was last. And the whole world flipped upside down. As usual, because you can't say nothing bad about Mike. Jesus in sneakers, according to Skip Bayless. But everybody's like, Isaiah Thomas is a hater. He's just salty. He's just saying that because Mike used to beat the brakes off of him and put 30 on his head and this and that. And I'm just sitting here reading all these posts. And that's why I told you guys, like, I've learned to quit responding like I don't even get involved in it no more because it's pointless like people for whatever reason put Mike on this pedestal like he's never lost a game he's hit every game winning shot he's locked up the best player on every team and I'm just saying to myself like I don't agree with that so before I give my my real true thoughts on that I'm gonna open the floor to you because I know you've been wanting to talk about it too but it's just like, I don't get it. Man, bro, that's why I got to I, – that's why I come out and left that group that I, I invited everybody in, man, because the, the, the shit is funny, and I came across that. Uh, I, it was a post, and I seen the video. Because I follow Shannon Sharp on Instagram and Facebook. Shout out to Uncle Shane, because he always keeps 100 when he be spitting. Because he, he spit a lot of facts. You know what I'm saying? Some of the stuff that he be saying is, is biased. We all know that. But Uncle Shane Shane be, be spitting up the, the, some good, good quality facts. Now, when I seen that, and before I even dive into this, there was a video, uh, I'm going to say 90, either 90 or 91. And you you can say Isaiah was a sucker for what he said because he was on a talk show praising Michael Jordan. I saw that. Uh, you talking about Arsenio Hall? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I want to say it was either 90 or 91. And people can look at that like, ah, he's a sucker. Damn that. The interview with Shannon Sharp, when he said what he said and it, and it hit me so quick, I was like, where's the lie? Because, like, you said the players, and you you got to also throw in the Milwaukee Bucks in the 80s because they was, they was balling too. You know what I'm saying? The Bulls wasn't winning in the 80s. HC every year. They didn't win over 40 games until Scottie Pippen got there. And that was in 87. And, and realistically, they didn't start winning until after 89. Because they lost to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Pistons, uh, the, uh, when they won their second championship. That's what a lot of people ain't understanding, dude. The Bulls was not winning in the 80s. At all. Was they making the playoffs? Yeah. But basketball was so terrible back then to where when you win 30 games and you're the AFC, that says a lot, bro. And see, and, 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 and you never, and, and, and I'm not discrediting Michael Jordan, man, because he's one of the all-time greats. But when you never beat the Celtics, and then you didn't beat the Pistons until they got old and they got hurt. Come on, dude. Like, it's, it's like the respect factor. You got to take some of that away because he didn't beat the dynasty team. Or he didn't beat the, the, the teams or the players that was running the league. Okay, you beat the Lakers in 91. Come on, dude. Magic out there busting about five or ten chicks in every city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he, you know, he, he, he caught the shit and shit. But the finals that year, Worthy's not there. Byron Scott was hurt. So you basically playing against Magic Johnson and a, 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 a bunch of a, a bunch of players that probably worked on Rodale Drive. So that's, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm going to cut you off right there. I'm going to pause you right there because that's why I said I, I respectfully disagree with this whole notion. And that's only because I respect Mike's game. But at the same time, as I've said on this podcast plenty of times, it's like now that I'm older and I can view the game from a whole different perspective and I see exactly what transpired back then. It changes my thoughts on Mike because, like you just said, when Mike was drafted as a rookie, the Bulls only won 30-something games, and they made the playoffs. They lost to, what, the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, Jordan's first year. The second year, Jordan broke his foot and was gone the whole season, (laughs) and they still made the playoffs. They still make the playoffs. and Oh, man, he, he put 63 on Bird. He done this and that. And I'm like, and they still got swept. So it's like, I've always said, Mike was just ahead of his time. It looks good from an entertainment value. Because of all of that, he was able to sign with Nike. The rest is history. And you still got people fighting for joys and stuff to this day. But again, that goes back only to the entertainment value. Yeah, And it's like, Mike has been planted into everybody's minds and we pass it down to our kids and all of our kids only see the highlights. So to them, 
Mike never had any flaws. You never saw Mike lose because all the documentaries only show him winning, only showing him uh, coming back and, oh, my God, Mike had to get over this hump against Orlando. And he came back and he swept them and they went on a three-peat again. Like, it's such a success story to where everybody puts this cape on Mike, but they don't give you the full picture. So when you go back to what Isaiah Thomas said, I agree with what he said. And that's why I was telling uh, the homie, uh, what's his name, Joey? Got Joey Amber, yeah. Yeah, because he was like, Isaiah Thomas, is uh, he's a liar. He didn't dominate Jordan. And if you go back and look at his quote, he did say the teams, our teams yeah. dominated Jordan's teams. And that's yeah. a fact. And that's why I'm saying like, how can I consider somebody my competition if I have a winning record against him? Because a lot of people are looking at this <laughs> shit, man, stat-wise, man, what we do head-to-head against one another, one-on-one. And clearly, Jordan dominated. We all know that. But did you win as a whole? That, that's, that's what a lot of people is not getting. Yes, if you look at the paper, the stats, clearly Michael Jordan wins that. But Detroit got two championships in the 80s. The Wolves don't got none. <laughs> and you're talking about a time when uh, Magic and Bird is, is in their peak. You know what I'm saying? Like, Detroit was able to squeeze out two chips and make a name for themselves during that same time period that Mike was winning Defensive Player of the Year, scoring champion, MVP. He was winning all the individual accolades. But yet it didn't mean nothing to any of them because like Isaiah uh, Thomas said, I'm chasing magic. I'm chasing what magic. Bird got. Bird at that time magic. already had three MVPs, three chips. Yeah, think think about this, bro, in the 80s, right? So, like he said, your main teams, because he named the players, Philly uh, with, with Dr. J, yeah. uh, Magic, Kareem, the Lakers, Celtics, and then, then Milwaukee. Now, if you look at 80 to 89. The Lakers didn't make the championship out of the West two times. It was Houston. Man, like, you think about the 80s basketball, man. I've been watching basketball. I fell in love with basketball 87. Hookshot, uh, hookshot, Celtics, game four, free throw line, Magic Johnson. That's when I started watching basketball. Now, the people know their history. We talking about a decade. We talking from 80 to 89, bro. The Lakers didn't make the finals and I coming out of the West and in 80, I think it was either 84 and 85. I know Houston made the finals because they lost to the Celtics. And when Portland made the finals the first time and they lost to the Pistons, let's go to the East, right? Mm-hmm. So Boston didn't make the playoffs in 80 because it was a 76ers, 83, 76ers, and then the last two years, which was the Detroit Pistons. So you got five and seven years, bro. Two teams dominated in, in, in the league one decade. Now, it's a famous quote. I'm still a wrestling quote. quote. Nature boy Rick Flair said this. To beat a man, you got to beat the man. Who the hell Michael Jordan beat in the eight? Nobody. And that's what I'm saying, dog. And it's like, I've been called a hater. Oh, uh, you just saying that because you like LeBron. And, nah, bro. 
I actually enjoy the game. I watched the game. I know how the game was played back in the 80s, back in the 90s, the 2000s, the 10s, and now 20. Like, you're not going to tell me that Mike went through any of them dynasties. Man, Mike played back when Bird and Magic, and, but he didn't beat none of them. Man, I swear, <laughs> the only team that have claims to that is the Orlando Magic. I don't give a damn if Mike did come back and it was only 20 games left. They can claim that. You know what I'm saying? I feel sorry for the pace. Well, the Pacers never played him until 98. I feel sorry for the Knicks because the Knicks was always get their brain beat in by the Bulls. But the only team in the 90s that have claimed to beating the Bulls is the Orlando Magic. And I don't give a damn if Mike only played 20 games that year. He was still there. He was still there. And, and you think about it, the Bulls, they didn't decline when he left. At all. And that's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, he was still there. He still took his 25, 30 shots a game. So don't get me, man. Mike didn't have his legs. And Mike was fresh off of retirement. He ain't like, and that's why I'm telling you, that's the part that makes me upset because the the term quote unquote bronze sexuals, how how do you put up an argument calling somebody a bronze sexual, but then you put on this cape for Jordan? Like, how is that any different? You'll go above and beyond to say why Jordan years with the Wizards don't count. Right. Did he lace them up and hit the court or not? Was he in the starting five or not? Because last time I checked, if you out there on the court and you played then they count. And for him to be as great as he is or was, I'm saying that you, you're trying to tell me that he didn't have no influence on that team to where he can help motivate them and get them to an eighth spot? Right. Jordan is the oldest player to score 50. Jordan is a, and I'm like, again, y'all talking about individual performances. And this is even after he won six championships. So where is that championship DNA when it correlates to Rubbing and passing it down to the younger players. I because mean, if you really look at that that team, they didn't have a bad team when he was at the Wizards. Stackhouse was there, Rip was there. I mean, Kwame Brown was garbage. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but uh, you know, Jahadi White was there. Tyron Lue was there. You know, he was part of the Lakers team that won a couple championships. You know, they had a nice roster. You know, what I'm saying put around him. You know, they, they just couldn't close out games. So that's what I'm saying. And if you go back, and even when I mentioned, uh, I posted the interview that Jerry Stackhouse did where he was talking about how he thought that he was going to be the man because he was younger. And he was talking about how right. in practice he was going at Mike. Right. But you get in the game, and it's everybody get out of the way, get a ball to Mike. And I'm saying, like, you got these young players – instill that that championship DNA in them. And, I mean, that would have been a great accomplishment to say that Mike, at 40-some years old, willed the Wizards to a playoff spot, even at his age. But instead, it's, man, Mike is the oldest to score 50. Like, you out here 50 years old still trying to put up 50, bro. Like, you're not that guy. That basketball, man. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the game, man, all sports, man, like I said, dude, you gotta beat the current. The, you gotta beat the the current top tier 
teams and players and, and, and take their spot. And I'm not hating or throwing shade to him. But they didn't start winning until them players got old, man. If he beat them in their prime, this discussion don't happen. Exactly. If he took over the league in the late, I, I'm going to say if, if, if Bird's back didn't go out, Isaiah Thomas don't rupture his Achilles, and then the Lakers is in, is in full swing, and you basically took over and started dominating then, we don't have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? I can say that about LeBron. He been a 73, what was it, 73 and 9? 73 and 19, bro. It's ain't, 73 and 19. I ain't going to talk about it because, like I said, I'm, I'm done wasting my time because it's obvious that for whatever reason, people have their blinders on. And I, I try to call it straight down the line. I give Mike his props when Mike deserves to have his props. In the same way I give Braun, I give Kobe, I give all of them legends their props. But for right. whatever reason, if you say anything that don't go along with the masses, oh, you a hater, you a D-rider, you a this. And I was like, man, I, I ain't got time for it no more, dog. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even with me posting the proof, showing that the Detroit Pistons had a winning record against Mike during that time period. How can you say Isaiah Thomas is bitter? How is he bitter when he's telling you the facts? He won two championships during a time period where the Lakers and the Celtics dominated basketball. Why in the hell would he want to be like somebody who just out here selling Gatorade and sneakers? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That's not hating, dog. That's facts. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. And the crazy part is, it's so many younger people that never even seen Mike play. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, I was born in 84. The year MJ was drafted. I didn't right. see him struggle. Every time I saw Mike, he won a championship. So I was under that illusion that, man, Mike is just a dude. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. But like I said, as I got older, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he ain't really play nobody for real. He was supposed to do what he done. And then you think about this. You know, not only the Pistons, you're struggling against the damn Cavaliers. Because every time <laughs> they played the Cavaliers... The series always went five. It went to the brink. They played five games. It went to the brink every time. And even with that, people, man, the Cavaliers was loaded. They was loaded, man. They had Craig Elo, Mark Price, do-do-do-do-do. And I'm saying, like, there y'all go, trying to make things bigger than what they should be. If Mike was that guy. I'm not going to say loaded per se. They had a a good team. I'm not going to lie. Ron Harper. If you're talking about team ball chemistry, oh yeah, it was definitely there. They, it was that they was a young up and coming team. They just couldn't get past the Bulls. It's just like with um, with uh, the Charlotte Hornets when Morning and Larry Johnson was there, they couldn't get past the Bulls. But see, but look, that's the thing, and I'm gonna interrupt you real quick because, and like I said, I ain't gonna make it too long. But that's the thing. It's like for us growing up. We just remember those household names. Right. But if you look at those teams and go back, because I've done it, I went back and looked at those playoff runs. Man, the Bulls was breezing through the playoffs, bro. There was no yeah. pushback. They uh, 
The Knicks took them, what, maybe once or twice to the Brinks, game six and game seven. But outside of that, that illusion of, man, the Bulls had to go through the tough Knicks. No, they didn't. They played the Indiana Pacers one time. Outside of that, they was playing the Atlanta Hawks. They was playing uh, the Miami Heat with Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning and uh, Ronnie Cycli and all them. Like, come on, bro. Like, them ain't no legendary teams. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like man, it's, it's a fabricated myth when it comes to the story of Michael Jordan, bro. And that's just because we all been looped into this, all the commercials, the McDonald's, French fries and Gatorades and Wheaties. We've been brainwashed to, to re- like, Mike is really... A superhero, dog. What, what Reggie Miller called him, Black Jesus. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and it's like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> that's just the respect of his peers, but they don't ever help the cause either because everybody is like, if you say something bad about Mike, it's almost damaging to your own career. Yeah. And it's like, people is like, nah, I ain't even going down that road because Mike got so much power. He might uh, cause me to lose some endorsement deals or something. I mean, but that, but that's kind of like how it is with LeBron because you got some people that says he's the GOAT, and this is some people in, in the NBA that's playing currently, and some people that actually, you know, retired, you know, played back then, said he's, you know, one of the GOAT. And, you know, it, it's kind of the same because you got some people that, that respect him dearly, and then you got some that's like, man, fuck him, I, I, I beat this nigga. I ain't gonna say some. I'm gonna say the the large majority of the room goes against LeBron, and that's why I've always said like that's what makes me go harder as a fan of LeBron because I I know that the entire world is against that man. It don't matter what he does, somebody gonna find something negative to say. This man opened a school. I don't know why he's getting all this cover. He ain't the first one to do it. Jalen Rose opened the school. I'm like. What does that have to do with what's going on now? Back right. then, it wasn't no social media to constantly broadcast it and put it in everybody's face either. Right. So people don't even take in consideration the time period that we living in where everything is at, at the tip of your finger. And you all you got to do is hit a share button and it goes out to the masses. So it just comes off as, oh, man, everybody riding LeBron D. Everybody sharing everything about LeBron as if he the first one to do this and the first one to do that. And I'm like, nah, it's because information is is presented faster. Back right. then, all you had was a newspaper. And if it just so happened to come on TV, maybe. That's what I said. It's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. But like I said, I ain't going to talk about LeBron. I wanted to yeah. speak on the Isaiah Thomas thing because that ain't nobody being bitter. That's him telling his truth. Michael yeah, Jordan was not his competition. It, it's a fact, man. And it's like I said, dude, you, you want to be the man, you got to beat me. I'm the man. I was one of the men. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew who the top tier teams and players was in the 80s. It was the Lakers and the Celtics. Just like in the 70s, it was the Lakers and the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I don't understand why, how the hell they pray. And I'm not knocking Jerry West, but they praise this man. And he went to seven finals, only got one. He got slapped around by the fucking Celtics. He the, the damn NBA logo. You know what I'm saying? That can be for, you know, other reasons. You know, we're not going to discuss that. But I, I, you know, I, I, look, here go my other. I respectfully disagree. Jerry West was a dog, man. Like, 
I, I, I get the whole finals record that is a stain, but Jerry West was a bad man, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. <laughs> Jerry West was out there balling. I get that. But I'm big on winning, man. I'm I'm real big on, and it's not your, your individual accolade. Winning. One and seven, bruh. Like, come on, man. And, and don't get me wrong, man. The Celtics all, was always that. And we're talking about four decades, bruh. Seeing that, even with that, it's like they don't they don't even give my guy credit for none of that, and that was early in his career. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, three or four, I think. But going back to what you're saying, and after this, we'll we'll wrap it up. But it's like for me, and I guess it all boils down to how people watch the game and research the game, because it's like I look at Jerry West. And I've seen some of his old games and highlights and stuff. And that's why I said what I said. Like, Jerry West was cold. You look at yeah. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete was cold. You know, we, we talk about Wilt. Wilt only won, what, two? I think he won two. I think two. And I'm saying it's like not every player is going to win a championship. And that, for, that is a fact. <laughs> And for me, it's like that's what I admire about the game of basketball is because it's like I can be the best player on the court. 
i.e. Michael Jordan against the Pistons, and I still don't win. But when I was out there on the court, I was still that dude. My team just didn't win. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to sit here and knock nobody, per se, for losing when they were on the court and they held their own. Now, LeBron versus the Dallas Mavericks, you're not getting no credit from me because you wet the bed. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the where I'm going to ridicule you for losing because when you was out there on the court, you didn't do nothing. But if you out there hooping and you just run across the better team, then it ain't nothing you can do. And unfortunately, Jerry West was getting the brakes yeah. beat I off mean, of him. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing he <laughs> yeah. can do. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just. Because he I, even I, had Will. He even had Will on some of them, man. Yeah. He did, uh, the, the year he won, which was 72. Will was on that team. And uh, but, but, but the thing is, you know what I'm saying? I don't winning winning yes. It, it's a part of the legacy. I'm not gonna say you gotta win fucking ten championships to where we like, are oh, you a bad man? I I'll never say that. You know what I'm saying? But it, it adds something to that legacy part to where it's like if we're talking about players and certain teams, because it's like I can say, oh well shit. Uh what 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 year did Miami win that first one? Well uh was it uh twelve, I think? Yeah. When they beat OKC, I we you know, I can have a conversation with, you know what I'm saying, my boys or when we get older, uh they they kids, man. Go look at that twenty twelve uh 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 Miami Heat team, LeBron, uh Wade and Boss. Go look at the ninety six Bulls. Go look at uh uh the the old one Lakers that almost swept through the playoffs. They lost that uh was it oh one? No. Yeah, it was 0-1. Yeah, because they the lost year, to Philly. The, 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 when they swept to the playoffs, and they lost that one game to Philly. Yeah. You know, you, I, 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 you know, I like having conversations like that. Like 10, 15, 20 years from now, it's like I can say, man, now nah, you need to go back to this. I, I be having conversations with my bros, people and shit. You know, they, these young homies and whatnot, and you know, and it's always football. And, you know, they talk about, well, who you a fan of? I'm like, I'm down on 49er. You know what I'm saying? To the day I die. Oh, they woo-woo-woo. Bad Super Bowl. We dominated a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like, know your history before you start discrediting teams and players. You start right. throwing your shade on teams and players. Because, one, I hate the fact that Charles Barkley don't get the love that he should get. I hate him as an animal, but as a basketball player, he was a hell of a player. Exactly. Exactly. And, now, and I, I agree. hate the fact that just because he don't got a championship, you, they discredit him for that. You don't hear nobody talk about that shit about Allen Allison. And that's what I'm saying. That's when it comes down to the popularity contest. Yeah. And that's why, and after this, we're going to shut it down. We'll leave it alone because I didn't circle back to LeBron for some reason, for whatever reason. <laughs> but it's like, like you just said, Charles Barkley don't get no love. Allen Iverson gets all the love. And then you got LeBron who just won four chips, four finals MVPs, and he still ain't getting no credit for it. Like, and that's why I've told people, and I told you this once before, it's like, 
I didn't care if LeBron didn't win a championship with the Lakers because it's not going to change anybody's opinion. All you're still going to hear is, he still ain't better than Kobe. He still ain't better than Mike. And all the things in the past that y'all said that he had to have in order to be put in that conversation, now that he's there, you still refuse to put him in the conversation. Yeah. So it's like, I ain't finna waste my breath no more. I ain't even finna talk about it. Because I actually, and I'm gonna let you go after this, because I actually had to defend your guy in that group. And like I said, I hate the group. I'm not gonna say hate, hate the strong word. I dislike the group because the majority of that group is young men, black men, because it's different uh, culture in that group. And, 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 95% 95% of the time, they don't know what the hell they're talking about because they're either talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe. But it's like this with LeBron, because I had to defend it. And you know that's not my guy, but I respect the game, and I tell you that all the time. But uh, with LeBron, because I didn't hear no shame, really, the first seven or eight years, really, like how it is now when he was at Cleveland. Right, because it didn't exist. You really didn't start hearing it till he got to Miami with the quote-unquote super team. So, you know what I'm saying? And they, and they said he destroyed basketball. No, he didn't. He gave the players control exactly. of what they want to do. That That's what I like about that shit. No organization is going to control what I want to do. Like right. how they did back in the 80s and the 90s. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, you didn't have players that wanted to play with other franchise players. Now, my argument in defense to what was said was the question was why he can't win without other superstar talent. Why didn't he get Shaq a championship? And my response to that, and I got over 50 likes, heart, no laughs, no nothing. You name me one player, and, and it was a dude that named two. But I said, you name me one fucking player that you know of that won an NBA Finals without another superstar, talented player, franchise player on a team. And, and and like I said, the only one that I could think of was Dirk. And then... uh the, uh, and there was another guy that said the, uh, the other person he was thinking of, and it didn't die on me till he said it. He said it came Olajuwon in '94 before Drexler got there. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. So, so I definitely had to defend him off the bat because you're not going to sit up here and tell me that. And those are the only two that I can think of. I've been watching basketball since '87, but those are the only two that I can think of. But you're not going to tell me that as we, I got a team, you my superstar player. I'm not going to have another superstar with you or, or, or two superstars with you that's going to bring each shift to my organization? <laughs> Come on now. You 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 can you can cry, debate, argue about it all you want. At the end of the day, you got to have a complimentary player with you to win because in this league, you're not winning by yourself. Russell Westbrook is a prime example. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And we'll definitely we'll leave it we'll leave it there. Cause like I said, I, I know for a fact, and ever since the Lakers won, 
they keep moving the finish line. And that's what I'm saying. It's like at this point, it ain't nothing that this guy can do because, you know, like I know if Miami would have won that chip, they would have killed that man. Uh, yeah. They would have killed him. But now that he won, oh, it's a bubble ring and this and that. I mean, I ain't got time. But anyways, yeah. appreciate you jumping on. I'll get this uploaded either tonight or tomorrow because I'm getting ready for this Jeezy versus Gucci. That's my next recording. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's my if next recording. Add, if you got to add me on that, I, I will be the facilitator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, got, I definitely want I'm definitely going to tune into that, man. And it's, it's crazy that you say that because I wouldn't mind, and I shot, uh, shot this idea to you the other day, you know what I'm saying, about doing a podcast on who we, we want or what the people want as, a versus battle because the versus battle actually been good with Monica and then Brandy, uh, who was it, Patty LaBelle and uh, um, uh, shit, uh, uh, Gladys Knight, I think. I think it was Gladys Knight, and then uh, of course you had Neo with the producer, Manny Fresh with the producer. The producer battle was nice, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, Goo-Wop and, and Snowman ain't, ain't a cold battle. You know what I'm saying? That is something that we want to see. But, you know, I would love to do this podcast. Me personally think that if you do a cash money and a no limit versus battle, that's going to shut the whole versus battle down, in my opinion. Because with these versus battles, you know what I'm saying? They, they link in people that's not in the same gen. Or the music's not the same style. Like, I really didn't like the DMX Snoop Dogg versus battle because it's not the same type of music. You know, right. if you're going to do DMX, you put them up against somebody with the in the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Snoop in the West, the only person that I can see him I, honestly going up against would have been Cuba E-40. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll definitely chop it up. Definitely. Like I said, I'm ready for it because I got good walk. Yeah. Yeah, and I see a lot of people going with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely chop it back up because I'm I, I might record that one tomorrow. That's cool. All right, man. Yeah. No competition. I'm Yeah. I feel